Namaste. Welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Tim. First of all, I'd like to pay respects to the Triple Gems. I'd like to pay respect to the Buddha. I'd like to pay respect to the Dhamma. And I'd like to pay respects to the Sangha. And as I have, I believe I have mentioned before, why do people pay respect to a Buddha, to the Triple Gem, or to anyone? What's the reason behind it? Why you pay respect to someone or some or, or something? Just like you pay respect to a teacher, because the teacher give you knowledge and you thank the teacher for giving you the knowledge so that you can use that knowledge to earn your your living so because of that you take off your hat when you see them you respect them for what they had done for you or it's the same way when if you respect your parents or your elderly it's because they have done or have done things that benefits you so it's the same thing that we pay respect to the Buddha because the Buddha had left us this precious lesson, the teaching that guide us in our daily lives, in our daily activities that we are going through each breath of our waking moment so that's why we pay respect because we receive the benefits from the teaching if you have not received the benefit from the teaching then it's hard for you to understand why is what is this pay respect for Right. So that's why one of the phrase that the Buddha said when you see the Dharma you see the Buddha or the other way around is when you see the Buddha you see the Dharma. What does that mean? It means that once you see what the Buddha taught what kind of benefits that the Buddha's teaching can, that you can get from, then you say, oh, I got it. So it is very beneficial to my well-being, to my state of mind. Okay, once you see, meaning once you understand the teaching, 
and it actually that understanding applies to you, to your daily life, to your activities that you doing, to your and that applies to the way you think, the way you approach things in your life, and you feel the benef- the benefits the benefits from the teaching. And you keep thinking about, wow, yes, the teachings actually help me. And the only way that you pay back in a way, well, I mean, the Buddha don't want any payback, but from our own appreciation, from our own um respect that's why we pay respect to the Buddha and to his teaching okay so if you have not seen or if you have not received the benefit from the teachings then paying respect has no meaning to you Okay, whatsoever. There's no meaning, there's no, there's nothing behind it that you should pay respect to. So, do you understand the teaching? So that's a question. Buddha's teaching, it comes down to and understanding within each individual student, you and me, and whoever who study the teaching, it comes down to a deep understanding of the teaching. And by understanding, I mean truly comprehend what the teaching or what the goal of the teaching is all about. Not just by remembering what the Buddha said. Not just by remembering the quotes. Not by just remembering the sutra. Okay. Remembering is just remembering. But what good is it if it doesn't do anything good to you? There has to be a truly understanding within you about the teaching that you can apply to your daily life. It's the same thing when you go to school. You go to learn math, you go to learn your physics or chemistry or your computer, science, programming, or whatnot. You don't just leave it in the book. You don't just leave it in school with your teacher. After you learn and then you put things together, you learn that 2 plus 2 is 4, 
and it doesn't stay in the box because when you go to the market you use that mathematics to serve your life so it's the same thing Buddha's teaching is for you to use it not to not to recite it it's for you to use it in your daily life and in order for you to use it properly to see the benefits of it then there's a need of understanding of what the teaching is all about okay so and as we have covered many times and as I have said many times Buddha's teaching is about body and mind right the body and the mind and that's what Buddha's teaching is all about pretty much so in this episode I like to cover on one other topic about wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is an understanding the process of life. Okay, wisdom is not the knowledge that you gather from academia. It's not the skill that you learn from technical college. Wisdom in Pali is called Pranya. Wisdom or Pranya is an understanding of life is an understanding of the phenomena that is happening at every single moment. That's what wisdom means. So, Buddha's teaching does not teach you to become a genius. Okay? Buddha's teaching does not teach you life skills to be a carpenter, a mechanic, a mathematician, a scientist, or any of that. Buddha's teaching does not teach that. Okay. But Buddha's teaching teach you about how is it, how do you conduct your life. It's a different kind of knowledge. Okay, it's not an academia knowledge that you get from schools and books. It's a knowledge yourself it's a knowledge that comes from within 
the knowledge that come from self reflection and that knowledge has to be cultivated by each and individual students or seekers or people who wants to know right i mean in a way the studying is done by every single one but buddha's teaching is about that is about self searching is about self realization is about what is so how do we cultivate wisdom how do we cultivate an understanding of life okay so wisdom is one of the component in the eightfold noble path the the eightfold noble path is comprised of into is is comprised of three groups they are morality meditation or reflection and wisdom right so what is wisdom or prajna how do we cultivate wisdom how do we cultivate prajna wisdom or prajna does not come from school from academia wisdom or prajna comes from within it comes from a deeper place of understanding it comes from within each and every one of us it doesn't come from outside that's the difference between wisdom and academia knowledge academia knowledge you gather from outside you go to school you go to learn but wisdom grows from within in order for wisdom to grow just like if you want to grow a tree you need to nurture it you need to give it water you need to give it proper soil nutrients and sunlight 
if you don't do that and you expect wisdom to grow, it makes no sense. Okay. Wisdom does not grow by itself. You have to grow it. You have to cultivate it. In a way, it's the same thing. Your knowledge, academia knowledge, doesn't, you don't just get it. You have to study it. You have to learn it. So wisdom is pretty much in the same way. For most of the people, when we grow up, we are busy gathering information. We are busy gathering knowledge. We are busy running after our needs. We are busy running after sensual pleasure. So we keep gathering and gathering and keep going on gathering more and more stuff. From day to day, from young to old, and never spend time to find out or to even understand who we are, to understand life process. So there's no way that wisdom grow can grow we suppress it down or we are not aware of it that there's a seed of wisdom inside and instead we just run around looking for stuff gathering for stuff chasing for stuff all around us it is because of that we can never really have this peace that we keep looking for this true happiness that we keep looking for we keep going to the left we keep going to the right we go after different kinds of entertainment. We go to different places. We gather different materials. We keep gather more and more and more. And yet, the true happiness that we keep looking for seems to be always one step ahead of us. We can't really keep it to 
keep it with us. It keeps changing. It keeps moving. And because of that, we keep running after it. So tiring, isn't it? That is because we never bother to sit down and find out what it is. What is this all about? It is because we never sit down to nurture our own inner peace where wisdom reside. Wisdom lives within where everything else is outside around it. Right? Another word, wisdom arise from silence. Wisdom arise from the reflection in the meditation process. Wisdom arise come from an understanding of who we are. Now, I have also mentioned about what meditation is. Meditation does not mean that you have to sit down and close your eyes. Right? Meditation is a form of realization of our own mind. Meditation, through meditation, happens all the time. True meditation does not happen only when you sit down and close your eyes and cross your legs. Meditation happens every single minute. So what does that mean? Meditation is a form because when when we when we go to do the sit down the cro- the closing of our eyes and cross our leg and follow our minds is a training okay it's just a training but it's not something that we need to get attached to okay meditation that we go to sit down close our eyes cross our legs is a form of training that we do to train our mind 
to become aware of our mind. When we sit down to meditate, we learn to follow our mind. Where does the mind go? What is the mind thinking about? Right? We're not sitting down to suppress the thought. The mind is always thinking. So meditation is to sit down and be friend with yourself and to understand the mind process. To see how one thought arises and pass away. Next thought arises and pass away. That's what meditation is all about. It's just to observe, to understand the mind process that is happening without you doing it. See, that is the important part of understanding. When you sit down, you know, you recognize, you realize that thoughts keep coming and going. And you don't have to do anything. They come and they go. One thought after another. You are not doing it. The mind is doing it. You see, that's, uh, that is one important distinction or realization that after a while, a meditator comes to understand that you are not actually doing this thinking. It's the mind that is doing this thinking. It's doing this stuff processing all this information you don't have to do a thing that's what is happening when you meditate you observe the mind activities and that is called training Okay, that is called training. So with that training, you use that training in your, in the rest of your day. When you walk, when you talk, when you sit down, when you drive, when you do whatever you do. You think before you usually say that I do this, I do that, I am this, I am that. But truly, is it you doing it or is it the mind that is doing it? That's totally two different things.
Is it the mind that is doing it? Or is it you that is doing it? Okay, that is very important to understand. So, for example, you are sitting down at your sofa, at your chair, at the office, or your couch at home. Let's say you watch a show. And something funny, okay, in TV. And you burst out laughing. It's funny. Okay. Now, did you do that or your mind do that? Think about this, okay? Think about this. Do you say, if if something's funny, all of a sudden you just burst out laughing? Is that your mind or you are doing it? It's your mind, isn't it? Your mind perceives it as funny and it creates this emotion and you burst out laughing. You did not sit there and say, I am going to laugh. You did not do that. There's no I. There's no I that say, I am going to laugh because it's funny. No, there's no I. There is laughing because the mind is doing it. The mind reacts what it hears the mind reacts to what it sees and the mind produces that emotion that causes laughing so laughing happens right laughing happens and it's natural Are you doing it or the mind do it? Does it? It's the mind, isn't it? So where are you in all this? Where? I'm going to give, give you another scenario. You are at the office behind your desk. Okay, working. Emailing, coming back and forth. Somebody from different department don't like your work. Okay. Somebody, somebody from other department don't like your work. Don't like what you did. 
and they criticize your work. Okay. So, an email come across your desk. And there you are sitting behind your desk reading that email. Oh, somebody criticized my work. Okay. Somebody object to my hard work or whatever. At that moment, you have that unhappiness inside to become upset, right? You're not happy. Temperature rise a little bit. Now, ask yourself, are you doing that emotion? Are you producing that emotion that I am going to be upset? Or does your mind become upset producing that emotion by seeing that email? Right? Your mind reacts to what it sees and it creates that emotion. Or did you create that emotion? Do you say to yourself, I am going to create this upset emotion? Did you say that? Do you do? Or your mind just create that emotion by reacting to what it sees by itself. It's your mind, isn't it? It's not you. There's no you doing it. The mind is doing it. Okay, the mind is doing it, and this is happening all the time. Okay, and this is where people do not understand when an emotion arises within you. You identify yourself with that emotion without knowing that that emotion is actually the mind function. Okay? When you don't understand the mind function, you identify yourself with that mind function activity, the mind function. 
and you become lost in those emotions. Okay. Observe this thing that calls the mind. Observe this thing. What is it doing? The mind and you. Are you doing it or the mind is doing it? You feel anxious. You feel happy. Are you doing it or the mind is reacting to some kind of event and the mind is doing it? This is very a very critical point to understand. Okay? If you want to understand the teaching. That the mind is some is a software that runs the physical hardware body. The mind is doing all of this reflection, all this reaction to all the things. The mind creates this emotion. Okay? And as if you have studied some of the teaching, you know that this reaction, the reactive mind, happens due to all kinds of triggers. That the mind encounters through the five senses. You on the other hand, are not doing anything. There's no you in it. It's all the mind function. The mind is doing everything. Once you understand that, well, before you can get to that. Learn to observe it. Is it true or not? This is not what I say. This is Buddha's teaching. Okay? This is Buddha's teaching. That's what the Buddha said. That's what the Buddha taught. The Buddha taught about the body and the mind and the different kinds of mind activities, mental activities, what kind of activities happening in the mind, wholesome activity, unwholesome activities, they all happen 
in the mind, and the mind is doing itself. It's functioning by itself, and you, the true you, is being hijacked by the mind. The true you is consciousness. The true you is the awareness of all things, and then you have this mind on top of it. The mind can be useful, but the mind can also be destructive, depending on how much you know about your own mind. Unfortunately, for most people who never. Get to understand the functioning of this mind. Will go through life, ups and down, looking around for all the different things, all the different um, uh, looking for different. Ideas, different gathering to make it to make himself happy, to complete himself. So, observing your mind is very, very critical to the. True peaceful state of your being that we are looking for. Only after you understand how the mind function. Only after you come to understand. All the activities of the mind that is producing speech and body function and all that by itself, based on different kinds of desire that the mind has, only then. That you can realize the truth of what is happening. Only then, that when you can start to realize what things that need to be done, 
and what things that you need to back away from because when you start to see the mind activities when you start to see your mind activities the mind reaction to things okay for example you see your mind your 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 anxious mind or sad mind or happy mind you realize it you say hey the mind is sad the mind is happy and the next thing is you say why is the mind doing that okay don't just stop there you have to go to the root of the emotion the mind react to different phenomena and why does it react that way okay why does it react that way understand it what is behind it many times the negative emotion okay has its root at the back behind the emotion the roots of those emotion especially the negative ones such as anger hatred sad um upset anxious depressed okay especially those negative ones their roots behind all this emotion has to do with the three poison what are the three poison greed anger and ignorance many time the mind wants something greed desire right that is at the root when the mind don't get something or don't want to get something that which is called desire or greed then the next emotion arise whether the mind become upset become mad become you know many things anger angry so on and so on and so forth so that's why it's so important to understand the mind function because once you let the mind run it proliferate and it gets big because the mind is very good at running 
from one emotion to the next. It starts with one thought. It starts with one dislike. From one dislike to another, it proliferates. It snowballs. It grows bigger. It accumulates more and more of the negative energy. So that's how the mind runs. That's how the mind works. Once you get to understand how the mind proliferates, how the mind mushroom, you learn to niche it, to 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 what you call to nip it at the butt, at the beginning. See when the mind start to react to something, you know right away. Because you have been trained to follow the mind, your mind. When certain emotions arise, you are right away. You have this alertness because you have been trained. He said, the mind is starting this emotion. Is it wholesome or unwholesome? You know right away when, when the when the mind starts out an emotion, is it negative or positive? You know right away to nip the negative one, especially at the root. And that's how you keep your mind at peace. And the mind is going to keep doing it all, every single minute. The mind functions like that. And that's not you. It's your mind. But the you can become aware of your mind. You learn to cultivate your own mind. This is where wisdom arises. Once you get to understand the mind function, the different activities that it generates, and which is not you, then you can see the benefit. What is the benefit of a positive mind? What is the disaster of a negative mind? What it does to your peace of mind? What it does to the peace of mind of others around you? Once you get to understand that, then wisdom will start to grow. Wisdom will start to show you how is it that you need to conduct the mind.
meaning how is it that you should do your speech how is it that you need to perform according to your your inner understanding prior to understanding people are lost with their mind after the understanding you become friends with your mind you understand the mind and you work with your mind you don't become enemies of your mind you become friends of your mind with your mind understand how it works and you work with it this is where wisdom arises and you can understand how to con- and now you know how to conduct your life from a deeper understanding not from knowledge in school okay knowledge in school is useful yes to make a living but when you make a living without understanding the inner process of the mind that living create suffering because you go with all kinds of this emotion so that's how you cultivate wisdom or prajna which is from within it lives on the other side of the ego the the the, the emotional mind i call it the ego mind wisdom don't live there wisdom lives inside the ego mind lives outside busy gathering busy chasing but the wisdom mind prajna is inside Okay. That's where you need to cultivate. So that's what I like to share with you today. And hopefully you got something out of it. And yes, as always, please feel free to leave me a voice message if you like. And if you find anything of benefit to you, if the teaching is benefits is beneficial to you please share it for the benefit to others that would be the best gift that you can give anyone the two gifts that people can give to others is the material gifts 
and the gift of Dharma or the gift of understanding of life, which is wisdom. Until later date, wish you all a good day. Namaste.